Good morning, Grace City family. This is Claire, and for today's Lent reflection, I am going to be reading Isaiah 30, verses 15 through 21. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling, and you said, No, we will flee upon horses, therefore you shall flee away, and we will ride upon swift steeds. Therefore your pursuers shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five you shall flee, till you are left like a flagstaff on the top of a mountain, like a signal on a hill. Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For a people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem you shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher, and your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Ooh, there's so much here. But I think what this passage is really about when you boil it down is dependency. It could be argued that Israel's greatest weakness was their stubbornness and idolatry. They just refused to obey God and rely on him. Chapter 30 actually begins with, Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not mine. And if, if that isn't the whole Old Testament, we... We could take out the rest of the 30, 40 some odd books in the Old Testament and just have that one verse on one page and it would pretty much be the gist. Uh, But yeah, it's so frustrating for me as a reader to see Israel time and time again turn, make their own idols and turn to foreign gods when God is literally dwelling among them, providing for them and leading them. But time and time again, even with their history of rebellion, God picks them up and sets them back on the right path, knowing that in just a few steps, they're going to turn away from him again. And in today's passage, we're caught right in the middle of one of those time and time agains where God saves them. The passage opens with, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. It makes me think of people who are literally turning around, returning, going back, defeated. Verse 17 lays out how if they continue like this in their rebellion, their own plan, their consequence will be defeat. And defeat is really quiet, which seems to be another theme in this passage. If you've ever played a sport or been to a sporting event, you know that pride and victory is loud, but defeat is quiet. I I think the American church can struggle at times with having a very familiar theology of defeat and weakness. We always want to put our best foot forward, which isn't wrong, but I know I often choose to neglect my weakness, and I don't allow myself to be weak, but it's in my weakness that he's strong. It's in returning and in rest and in quietness and in trust that they find their salvation and their strength, which is the opposite of what they were doing. They didn't return, they fled. They didn't rest, they picked up arms and fought. They weren't quiet to hear the voice of the Lord, they didn't trust his plan, they made their own plans and made their own way. And yet God was waiting to be gracious to them and to lead them back to himself. 
Verse 21 is so moving to me. It says, And your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right or the left. That's just such a picture of the Father to me. Like, in order to hear a voice behind me, I have to be quiet. I have to be still. But it's also like an image of the Father teaching me how to do something. Like a dad teaching his kid how to ride a bike and then standing behind him, watching him do it and guiding him. And it says, this is the way walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left as if we're meant to rely on him for literally every step it's just such a picture of security and I'm so comforted by the bible and the continuity of it and the patterns I see in it and the unchangingness of God's character throughout it my rebellion my weakness doesn't change his character he may have to wait (laughs) to be gracious to me but it doesn't deter his desire to be gracious to me He's so perfectly patient. So, Father, I thank you for your perfect patience. Thank you. Thank you for being so perfect in all of your ways. Every aspect of your character is perfect. Thank you that you are so much higher than my ways, that your ways are so much better than mine. I pray for soft hearts and open hearts in this Lent season to realign our our focus on you and that you would reveal your character to us. Um, whether that means us being weak before you or weak before each other, I pray for vulnerability and for strength and honesty um, and safety and protection in those moments. Thank you, Lord, for your character and your grace to us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.